Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Okay, what's up, fellas? So, like Elijah said, this is, this is our last regular Wednesday, but don't worry. We'll have some fun stuff ahead for you guys. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But before we get there, I think because it is our last Wednesday, we need to do a little bit of recap. So, our series this semester has been what? Making gains. Yes. We are making gains in our relationship with Christ. And we're talking about a word called, anybody know the word that we're talking about? Discipleship. Good. Discipleship. So, we're talking about discipleship. And we went through four different phases. Do you guys remember the four different phases that we've been talking about? Let's see if we can do it together. The first phase, one, two, three. Couch potato. Couch potato. Someone who doesn't know Jesus or maybe just doesn't care about Jesus any longer. Phase two, one, two, three. Gym member. Gym member, yes. Someone who maybe just goes to church and that's all they do. Or maybe it's someone who just became a Christian and they're really excited. They just don't know what to do next, okay? They're at the gym and they're ready to go. They just don't know what to do next. Phase three. One, two, three. I heard a lot of different words, but we're going to go with athlete. Yeah, athlete. So athlete is the kingdom worker. They are someone who is more than just a gym member. They are doing stuff for the kingdom of God. They know what they're doing. They have a job, and they are ready to go. They are an athlete, right? They're getting in the game and doing stuff. Then phase four, which is where we've been the last two weeks, um, is one, two, three. Trainer, yes. So we have the trainer. Good. You guys did a fantastic job. And the trainer is someone... The trainer is someone who makes disciples. So the trainer is the coach, guys. It's someone who's already played the game, and they are ready to make more disciples. They want to make more disciples for Jesus. But if you want to be a trainer, and you want to be a coach, and you want to make more disciples, guess what? You have to be someone that is worth following. You have to be a leader. And I know you guys probably hear that all the time. And maybe your teachers tell you, maybe even I tell you, or maybe your leaders tell you, or maybe your parents tell you. They tell you to grow up and be a leader, okay? Be a leader. And guess what? A leader looks different than the follower, right? Yeah. Right? There's someone that is worth following, okay? And that is what God is calling us to do in phase four. Become a leader. Become someone that is worth following. For me, one of the people that I think is worth following, um, that is someone I really, really look up to in my life, um, for me, it's someone that is actually younger than me. Um, for me, it's my little brother, Joe. Joe is super awesome. Um, I really respect him a lot. Um, he is actually a pilot in the U.S. Navy. He flies helicopters. Anybody thinks that's pretty cool? That's pretty cool, yeah. So he, fl- he flies helicopters, and he does a lot of really cool things. But one of my favorite things about Joe is that he is one of the most giving people I know. He gives to everybody he comes in contact with. Maybe that's money. Maybe that's clothes. Maybe that's just a ride in his pickup truck. Whatever that is, Joe is a giver. And to me, that's someone worth following because he is a leader. And he is leading people to Christ. He is a trainer. He is making disciples because, because he is a leader for Jesus. He's a trainer. 
One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible when it comes to being a trainer, when it comes to being a disciple maker, is found in Matthew 28. So I want you guys to look up here on the screen. I'm going to read it for you. It says in Matthew 28, Therefore, listen, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is what Jesus tells his disciples. This is the mission that he gives his leaders. The people that are going to go out and make more disciples for Jesus. He gives them this mission. Okay? And you guys know what a mission is? It's very, well, I'm, so my brother's in the Navy, right? And he gets missions all the time. His commanding officers tell him what to do, and he goes and does that. Whatever that is, whether it's just transporting people from one place to another, or maybe it's taking good and supplies from one place to another, that is what my brother does. He accomplishes the mission. And you know what the mission is, guys? You know what the mission is? It said it at the very beginning of that scripture. The mission is to go. To go. Jesus tells us to go. But where do we go? Where do we go? In the Bible, it tells, it tells us where the disciples are to go. And guess what it says? In Acts, in Acts chapter 1, this is what he tells the disciples where to go. It says, but you will receive power, right? Leaders have power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Look, this is where they're going. They're going to Jerusalem, and they're going to all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They're starting in their hometown of Jerusalem. They're starting right there. But then they're going to the next towns, Judea, Samaria, right? And then after that, guess where they go? Everywhere else, to the very ends of the earth. And for them, that's a long ways away, right? And in their time, going to the ends of the earth wasn't just like a couple days journey. It would take weeks, months, years. It was crazy back then. But Jesus told them their mission, and it was to go. So how do you accomplish the mission to go? You accomplish the mission by making disciples, right? He said to go and make disciples. Make disciples. That sounds like becoming a trainer, right? Becoming a leader. Go and make disciples. But how do we do that? How do we make disciples? I want to give you three words, and they're very easy because they rhyme, okay? Three words to make disciples. It is pray, say, and obey. I want you guys to repeat after me. The first way to make disciples is to pray. 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 Good. And then we say. And then we obey. obey. Yeah, I saw you doing that. Pray, say, obey. We make disciples by doing, listen, we make disciples by doing those three things. We need to pray. Let's say it with me. Pray, say, obey. Say it with me. Pray, say, obey. We make disciples by praying by saying and obeying. So what do I mean by those three things? When I say to pray, listen, when I say to pray, that means to pray with people, and that means to pray for people. Becoming a leader and making disciples can be pretty scary. It can be, it can be pretty scary. I'm not going to lie. And that is why we always need to start in prayer. We need to ask God for courage and we need to ask God for strength so that we're, wherever we go, whether that is in our schools, whether that is within our own families, whether that's on the football field, wherever it is, we need to pray to God to give us courage and strength. And then we need to pray to God um, for the people that we need to go to. Like I said, it could be someone sitting in the classroom right next to you. It could be someone that is across the uh, line of scrimmage. Who knows who it is? But we need to ask God 
We need to ask God to help us and show us who we can pray for. You know what else we can pray for? We can ask God what to say. We need to ask God what to say because who here thinks it can be pretty hard to know what to say um, to tell other people about Jesus? It can be pretty hard to know what to say. And so we can start by praying. But the very next thing is we have to say something to make disciples. We have to use our words. To tell people about Jesus, we have to use our words. So it may be telling, hey, guys, guess what? Jesus died for you, and he loves you. But guess what else it could be to say something? It could be just using your words to invite someone to come to church. It could be using your words to invite someone to come to the fall retreat. It could be using your words to invite someone to come meet some of the leaders that you follow. Maybe the leaders that are sitting beside you guys tonight. You guys need to say something. Being a leader is using your words to tell other people about Jesus. And the last one, obey. We have to obey. But obey what? Well, in the Bible it says this. The two greatest commandments in the book of Mark, it says to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second commandment is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There are no commandment greater than these. Love God and love others. Guys, listen. This is how you make disciples. When you obey these two commandments, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love other people, you guys are going to become leaders. Your lives are going to look different, but it's up to you. You could sit here in these chairs. You could be a couch potato. You could be just a gym member. You could maybe be happy with just being an athlete. But God gave us a mission. He told us in Matthew 28 that we need to go and make disciples. But it's up to you guys. You have to decide, are you going to pray, are you going to say, and are you going to obey? Because if you're not willing to do that, then making disciples is going to be really hard. And you're going to have to let someone else do that. But making disciples is one of the coolest things ever. When you are able to bring someone to Christ, the person that loved you so much that he came to die on, you, die on the cross for your sins, that is awesome. You can ask any leader in this room who has been able to disciple someone else, whether that's their own kids or maybe that's one of you guys. It is a fantastic and wonderful thing to bring someone to Christ. And I pray, I pray that you guys can do it. And I think that you can. You may think that you're, that you're no big deal because you're just in fifth and sixth grader. But my leader, the person I thought was worth following was my little brother. My little brother is someone that I look up to. And people can look up to each and every one of you. Malik, people can look up to you, Malik. And you know what? Connor, people can look up to you. Cody, they can look up to you. But it's up to you guys to pray, to say, to obey. You know the mission, to go. You know how to accomplish that, to make disciples. And how do you make disciples? Pray, say, obey. Let's pray. Dear God, we love you so much. And you are awesome, powerful, mighty, and strong. And I am excited to see what you are going to do in the lives of these fifth and sixth grade young men. I pray that you make them leaders. I pray that you give them strength and courage to go out pray for their friends, not to be afraid to say what they need to say to them, to invite them to church, to tell them about who Jesus is. 
And I pray, Lord, that most importantly, that they obey the two greatest commandments, and that's to love you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love their neighbors as themselves. Lord, give us strength, give us boldness to go out and do that. We love you, and we thank you for the time that we've had this semester to learn um, about what it is to make disciples and to make gains in our relationship with you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.